Hello and welcome to this episode of the Business Builder Podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored by ProFund. So you've heard me describe ProFund as a game changer that puts contractors in the best position to win the sale. And the more I hear from you, the more I realize how true that is. ProFund users are telling me they love everything ProFund has to offer and they really appreciate how easy it is to use. Whether they're using the homeowner data to prepare for the sales call, the property report to build credibility with your prospect, or the weather data to facilitate upselling, ProFund is a powerful tool that must be included in every sales call. So if you're not on board with ProFund or haven't at least checked it out, I need to ask why. It's easy. Just go to ProFund.net and click on the green Start Free button at the top of the page. Your sales and profits will thank me. Several years ago, I hired a contractor to install a fence on my property. When bidding the project, the contractor gave us a three-ring binder that included all the different fence designs and asked us to look it over while he went outside to measure the yard. When he came back into my house, my wife told him the design we wanted and he began banging away on his calculator. He would enter a series of numbers and then stop and write those numbers down. He'd enter another series of numbers and write those numbers down. I mean, it was quite a process. I began to wonder, is he figuring my price, or is he trying to solve the continual hypothesis? So look, after banging away for an eternity, he put his pencil down, and while looking down at his paper, he said, I can do this job for $5,000. My wife immediately said, Wow, that's a lot better than I thought it was going to cost. Our contractor, still looking down at his paper, responded with, Yeah, well, you know, I could do it for 4500 Yep. My wife responded enthusiastically to the $5,000 proposal price, and he immediately offered a $500 discount. I, I was kind of shocked by this, looking at my wife with a puzzled look on my face, and before I had a chance to say, let's do it, the contractor jumped in again, telling us he could do the job for 4000 but he told us that's the best price I can offer. You know, I felt a little bad for this guy because he was a really nice guy and his original price was more than reasonable, but I think he was so accustomed to being asked for a discount that he gave us the discount without us having to even ask for it. It was a little like Pavlov's conditioned response. Now, before you make snap judgments about this guy and call him an idiot for missing my wife's very obvious buying signal, I need to share some data. Research suggests that more than 60% of salespeople will cut their price if the prospect requests it, even if the prospect acknowledges the solution is better and worth more. Think about that. In our world, this would equate to the prospect telling you that they really believe you're the better choice and you deciding to give them a discount anyway. And to be clear, the prospect knows this will happen. That's why they ask for the discount. Experience has taught them to apply pressure because when they do, the salesperson will cave. I mean, it's as simple as that. So why do salespeople cave? I mean, why does the research tell us that 60% of salespeople will give a discount when asked? Well, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about on this podcast. I'm going to try to shine a light on the reasons we give discounts and hopefully, more importantly, get you thinking about what you should be doing to eliminate this problem. The first reason salespeople give discounts is simply because they lack the selling skills. Without proper training, salespeople will be out-negotiated every time. 
The prospect will always try to commoditize the proposal and steer the conversation towards the price because it's in their best interest to do this. The more the prospect makes you think that you're no different than the other guys they've met, the easy it is for them to focus on the price. Salespeople must be trained to control the sales dialogue and guide the conversation down a path focused on total value. As I've said in previous podcasts, the total value is defined as the need plus the perceived value. Salespeople need to understand how to use the sales process to increase the perceived value of doing business with them. They need to be skilled at asking powerful, emotionally engaging questions that pulls the prospect into the selling dialogue. Questions that get to the heart of what the prospect wants and doesn't want from their contractor. The salesperson's efforts to understand the prospect's wants, needs, fears, concerns, and their perceptions will go a long way in the salesperson being able to use the company's story presentation to speak directly to those wants, needs, fears, and perceptions. You've probably heard me say that the sales process is designed to eliminate every objection other than price, but the sales process is also designed to build context into your selling price by increasing your perceived value in a way that better enables you to overcome the price objection. The sales process teaches us to ask for the company commitment and then ask the prospect to tell us the reasons why they'd want to work with us. When we do this, we're asking them to tell us where the value is and how that value speaks to them. Another reason salespeople cut price is a lack of conviction. Conviction is defined as a firmly held belief or opinion, and what I'm talking about here is the salesperson's firmly held belief that they are the best choice for the project. If the salesperson doesn't believe their product or service is better than the competition, they will never be able to win the value battle. How can they convince the prospect what it's worth when they themselves don't understand the value they bring? I've actually had salespeople tell me that their company on paper is no different than the other guy who is typically $5,000 less than them. This is one of those occasions where I would encourage you to tap into your personal why story. Why do you work for the company you work for? Why don't you work for the other guy who's typically $5,000 less? In what ways do these reasons help justify your higher selling price? And why do these reasons make you worth $5,000 more? The more you believe that to be true, the greater your ability to communicate that belief with conviction to your prospect. Imagine hearing a price objection and looking the prospect in the eye as you say, Mr. Prospect, when I started this business... I made a commitment to myself that I would much rather explain my higher price than ever have to apologize for poor quality. Look, there's many contractors who will offer a low price to get the business and then try to cut every corner they can to make a profit. I priced your project exactly where it needs to be for us to do the job right and deliver the quality that you want and deserve. As much as I want to do business with you, I would never offer you a price that sets either of us up for failure. Wow. That is no doubt a powerful statement. If, and only if, you got conviction. Another reason salespeople lower their price is guilt. Some salespeople feel guilty charging higher prices. Some salespeople may not see themselves paying their price, and they feel bad asking the prospect to do something that they themselves wouldn't do. Guilt typically happens for one of two reasons. The first is the salesperson doesn't understand the cost of doing business and what it takes to deliver a quality project, safe job site, and an overall positive remodeling experience. And some of the business owners may want to share the blame for this one. How many of you have taken the time to educate your salespeople on the cost of doing business? 
Is it possible salespeople feel guilty charging $18,000 on a project that finds other contractors selling the same job for $10,000? You know, when I was on the lumber and building material side of the industry, I would do cost of doing business workshops for lumber and building material dealers where we would stand a Craftmaster Masonite door in the front of the room and tell the group that the door sells for $100. We would then ask the group to write down on a 3x5 card how much money they thought the company put in the bank after all expenses were paid on that $100 sale. It wasn't uncommon for me to see stupid numbers like $30, $40, $50. At one meeting, I was shocked to find that one of the participants wrote $78 on their card. Now, at that time, according to the National Lumber and Building Material Dealers Association, the median net profit on that $100 sale was $1.80. Think about that. A 1.8% median net profit. Now, if the employees thought the company's net profit was $50 or $78, how does that affect the way they think about and perform their job? Look, you've got to consider that your salespeople are being challenged each and every day by low-cost contractors bidding the job for not much more than it's costing you to buy the materials. And how many of those salespeople do you think assume that the price difference is a function of your profit? Heck, that's how many of you got into this business, right? I mean, you were working for a guy who you thought was driving home every day with a trunkload of $100 bills, and you asked yourself, why the hell am I working so hard for him? I could be doing this myself. Look, it's my assertion that the more they know about how the company makes money, loses money, and keeps score, the more they will care. With their newfound understanding of the company's profits, they will be more inclined to try and sell the value to their prospect as opposed to them trying to sell you on why you need to lower your price. The second reason salespeople feel guilty is because they're too close to the prospect. They've spent a fair amount of time with their prospect and developed a strong relationship with them. They feel guilty asking their new friends to pay a premium price because they assume it's too expensive and something the prospect can't afford. This is an area where the business owner or sales manager needs to help the salesperson come to terms with the fact that their premium price is not an expense. It's an investment that pays for itself over time. Look, there will always be cheaper options, but those options come with a substantial risk. If the salesperson really believes with conviction that they work for the best company, they should be proud of their price and the peace of mind that comes with it. Regardless, it's not the salesperson's job to assume what the customer can and can't afford. It's their job to help the prospect see the value of working with you and motivate the prospect to take the appropriate action to obtain that value. Another reason salespeople cut their price is fear, and this is a big one. When a salesperson is afraid of losing the sale, they will do just about anything to avoid letting that happen. Fear is an extremely powerful motivator, and the buyer knows this. Your prospect knows that you don't want to lose the sale, and they won't be shy about making you think that's going to happen. The buyer has everything to gain and absolutely nothing to lose. It's my assertion that even when the prospect knows in their heart and in their mind that they're going to choose you, they'll still tell you, well, the other guy's cheaper, or they'll tell you that your price seems really high. They do this because they know you don't want to lose the sale, and they know there's a really good chance that you're going to give them a discount to prevent that from happening. 
<laughs> they've got nothing to lose because the worst that could happen is you tell them there's nothing you can do, which is exactly the approach that I'd suggest you take. You know, as a matter of fact, I'd suggest you try at least three times to neutralize the price resistance by letting them know that you know your price is high and you offer no apologies for that fact. This is one of the areas where conviction is extremely important. I remember reading years ago, the longer it takes a salesperson to answer a price objection, the more credible the objection becomes. Think about that. If the prospect tells you your price is too high, higher than the other guy, or it's more than they thought it was going to cost, and you stammer to respond in a way that affirms your value, you will literally make them think they're right. If they say, for example, wow, that's more than I thought it was going to cost, and you just sit there stammering to find a response, uh, well, you know, you get what you pay for. Um, you know, what they say about price buyers being twice buyers. Um, well, did you ever buy something of high quality for cheap? Or whatever other pathetic response you attempt to conjure up sitting in the front of them. Cut it out. You're better than that. Neutralizing price objections is about nipping the price resistance in the bud and doing it in a way that lets the customer know that you're sure of your price and you think you're worth it. But this isn't a situation where you want to shoot from the hip. You need to prepare your response so when you deliver your response, it seems natural and doesn't seem forced. And you also don't want to respond in a way that makes you sound like you're being a wise ass. Will you get what you pay for? I mean, come on, guys. So here's a few examples. The prospect tells you your price is $2,000 higher than the other guy and you respond, seriously? Wow, that's surprising. I mean, we're usually a lot higher than that. Or you can say, and this one happens to be my favorite, you respond by asking them if they recognize the differences or if that's something that we're going to need to talk about. So for example, if they say, your price is $2,000 higher than the other guy, you'd respond by asking, well, do you recognize the differences or is that something that we're going to need to talk about? And they might respond saying, no, we recognize the differences, but I mean, $2,000 is a lot of money, in which case you can ask, so obviously this is something we're going to need to talk about. What do you see as some of the differences? By me asking them to share the differences they see between me and the less expensive contractors, I'm getting them to tell me the reasons they'd prefer to work with me. If successful, I can then ask them to measure the perceived value of those differences against the $2,000 price difference, assuming, of course, that that $2,000 price difference is real. And I want to be clear here that there is nothing pushy or high pressure about me trying to neutralize the price objection this way. Your price is a function of money and a reflection of the costs incurred by your business to deliver the results that you and the prospect wants from the project. The price is what it is. If they ask you to lower it or match the price of a lower-priced competitor who doesn't have your costs, you have three choices. You can either lower your profit or try to protect your profit by attempting to neutralize the price objection, or you can pack your shit and politely end the meeting. As a rule, I would obviously always suggest you try and neutralize the objection. Look, if the prospect can request a discount from you, it's more than reasonable for you to be able to deny them that request. You know, as I'm sitting here talking about price objections and overcoming price resistance, I'm thinking this might be a good time to plug our sponsor and talk about the critical importance of financing. Now, when I talk about ProFund, I tend to focus heavily on the value of the homeowner data, the property data, and the weather data. But ProFund also features a very powerful and easy-to-use financing component. And you've heard me say that financing is critical to sales success. Look, in 2022, Bankrates.com did a survey where they learned that 50 
58% of homeowners plan to turn to credit cards or loans to fund their home improvement project. 25% of them said they plan to use contractor financing. If this data is true, and I suspect that it is, it's telling us that 58% of homeowners plan to use somebody else's money to pay for their home improvement project. Think of the value you bring when you propose your project with a wide variety of affordable payment options. I also want you to think about the 25% who said specifically they want to use contractor financing. If you don't offer financing, you're making it very difficult, if not impossible, for 25% of the population to buy from you. So look, with ProFund, it's easy. You simply enter the proposal price for your good, better, best packages into the mobile app, and ProFund will instantly provide an affordable monthly payment for each of those packages. If the prospect wants to look at other loan options, you simply text them a link and the prospect will answer three questions, date of birth, household income, and social security number. When they provide this data, ProFund will do a soft poll on their credit and instantly provide a wide variety of loan options that speak directly to the prospect. ProFund has eliminated the need for salespeople to deal with rate sheets, payment factors, or loan codes, and they've also eliminated the need to know the type of loan that motivates the buyer. ProFund will provide at least three offers to every homeowner, and those offers will include low fixed rate offers, low payment offers, and same as cash offers. If you want to know more about how to properly use financing to close the sale, check out the Business Builder Podcast Episode 6 entitled Every Project, Every Proposal, Every Time. I can't stress enough how important it is to offer financing, and ProFund is the best tool on the market, bar none. So finally, I'm going to get to the number one reason why I believe salespeople lower their price, and it's because they can. Look, if you want your salespeople to stop lowering the price, you need to start by taking away their authority to lower it. Your price is a reflection of all the costs incurred by your company to profitably deliver what your prospect and you wants from the project. Your price is strategic and directly impacts the company's profitability. It should not be left up to the salesperson to determine how much money the company makes or doesn't make on a given project. Look, it's not uncommon to see that when given the authority to discount, most salespeople will take full advantage of that authority. But what would happen if you took away the authority? Yeah, I mean, you might hear some belly aching from your salespeople and you may even see a short-term dip in sales. But in the end, your salespeople will find a way to overcome that challenge and everyone will make significantly more money when they do. You know, I meet contractors all the time who tell me they do not discount. When faced with price resistance, their salespeople are trained with conviction, I might add. They're trained to say, Mr. Prospect, when we agreed to bid this project, we put our very best foot forward to provide the best price we could to achieve the exact results that you want on this project. If you're asking me to cut my price or looking for a discount, well, we'd regrettably need to remove ourselves from consideration because this is our best price. When I ask those contractors how their no discount policy affects their closing percentages, they tell me they see no change. Back when they used to offer a discount, they would close at a rate of about 45%. Now that they're not discounting, they close at a rate of about 45%. So how do we make sense of this? It's easy. Look, I think we'd all agree that it's unreasonable to assume that we're going to close 100% of every job we bid. Most would agree with that as a fact. And if that's true, 
Do we think we might ever offer a discount in an attempt to get the job that we're probably not going to get regardless of the price? And if that is the case, is it reasonable to assume that we might be offering a discount to get the job that we would have gotten at the higher price? I mean, it has to be. This is why it's important for salespeople to have the skills and conviction to sell their value. They shouldn't feel guilty about their higher price or be afraid of losing a sale, and they shouldn't be allowed to offer a discount. Salespeople are paid to sell, not to offer discounts. Anyone can cut the price. That takes neither talent nor skill, just a sharp pencil and a calculator. The bottom line, buyers are paid to ask for a cheaper price. Salespeople are paid to say no. Now go sell something. This Business Builder podcast is being sponsored by ProFund. Be sure to go to ProFund.net and click on the green Start Free button at the top of the page. Your sales and profits will thank me.